Hey friends, are you unsure of what to say on social media or what to even send in your weekly emails? Well, what if creating content could be easy? Would you be looking for a shortcut to creating consistent content? Yes, consistent content, because you know consistency is key. Well, let me tell you, you are not alone when you feel like you're struggling on what to post or what to write in emails. And we know that you have that product part of your business down. But as you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know that to get more people to your products, to buy your products, you need to create great content. Oh, I know, I see. I keep saying content, and that's the dreaded C word. And we can't tell you how many product bosses tell us that they want to create great content for their audience and their customers, but they don't know what to say, or they are so busy, they can't find the time, or they really, really, really don't want to be the face of their brand. Well, no worries, because that's exactly why we created a year of content. It is your shortcut to creating consistent content that resonates with your audience and brings more loyal customers who can't wait to buy your products. If you want to see how easy this is and how easy it is to create content for your audience and your customers, head to www.ayearofcontent.com. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sitap, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my really smart co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sitap. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. Yes, I think you're really smart, and I thought I should tell you that today. Depends on the day, I would say. I mean, (laughs) I feel like I'm really on the struggle bus today. Well, that's because we're coming out of launch and growing multi-million dollar businesses. It's We have a lot more time now. And we have a team that really supports us and does so much, but there are times that, you know, as the bosses of our business as two CEOs that we really have to step in and do a lot. And I think it's that balance, but we're getting closer and closer to having more time and energy to kind of really live in our zone of genius than being burnt out. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if I'm, I'm feeling burnt out. I'm on the struggle bus, but I think that I really like to listen to my body of when the inspiration is striking. So I ride the flow like a surfer, you know, like when it is not the inspiration's flowing, you ride it. And then when it's not, you don't push it, you know? So it's been definitely flowing. So I've been tapping into that and that's been kind of exhausting because, you know, it's like we've been, um, in launch. Um, but it's been nice because I've been inspired by so many people that I feel like it's injecting into my body. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have all these surge of ideas and inspiration. I want to work on these other things and ride the flow. And so here I am, which is fine because I think that your body kind of sends you signals when it, you know, is ready to work and when it's not ready to work. Totally. Yeah. And I think, you know, as a visionary, and this is for a lot of you, we, as a lot, most of us, as the business owners and the people who have come up with these businesses, we tend to be visionaries. So visionaries means we get really big ideas. We have, um, 
strategies. We think about, okay, what we see our business doing in the future. Like we're very in future thought. Um, Mm -hmm. and we see and dream really big. Not everybody does that. It's not, you know, a criticism, but it's probably part of the reason why we're all running our own businesses. Right. And sometimes we have more clarity and sometimes we feel like we're flailing and, and drowning and not sure what we're doing, you know, chicken with a head cut off. I think the nice part of being a visionary and owning your own business is that you have control to allow yourself that room in order to do what you want to, in order to vision. So sometimes you don't allow yourself the room and that's where the burnout comes, you know? So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today is this mindset. What, where do you need to shift your mindset in order to be able to make yourself the room to be visionary? Because, um, it really is important for you to build that in. Um, so you can grow to this five figure, six figure, seven figure per month, mindset of, of what you want to be doing. Cause the thing that I like, and the thing I really love about having a team is even though I feel exhausted in a good way, right. Um, I can pick and choose when I want to focus on certain things. And I know my business isn't going to crumble because the team has got it. So if I'm really living within those big visions and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so good. I need to crank this out, you know, in the middle of the night or whatever it is then the team's got it and my husband's got the children and I'm able to do what I want to do. And that really is the gift of being an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's what we're kind of going to talk about today is that mindset, the million dollar mindset of a product-based business, because we want that for you too. I think everybody really does want some version of that where they want to be doing what they want to do when they want to do it. Hence the freedom (laughs) being an entrepreneur. Yeah. And so keep listening. So if you're hitting, you know, five figures and you want to get to your first six figures, which is a hundred thousand dollars, keep listening. What we're going to talk about in terms of mindset is what separates the six and seven figure product bosses from the rest. Okay. So what's going to separate those of you that are making a hundred thousand, multiple hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars as a product-based business owner per year. And then a gazillion. (laughs) Cause that's a real number (laughs) that we're all going to hit. Um, but that's the thing, right? There's something that separates people who hit a quarter of a million dollars, half a million, a million, three million, five million, 12 million. What separates the six and seven figure product bosses from the rest? And what we're going to start with is mindset. So keep your ears open, no matter what level of business you're in. Um, But first we want to tell you about something really special that we're doing really soon. Mm -hmm. You excited? Super excited. Okay. So this is ears up. If you are making over $250,000 in revenue a year as a product-based business owner. So if you're a multi six-figure business owner to multiple millions, so um, that means you might be making $20,000 a month, $50,000 a month, $100,000 a month, maybe even two, $300,000 a month. This is for you. We are all inviting you to a very special masterclass training and meetup to be surrounded by fellow product-based business owners at the same caliber that you're at, at the same levels that you're at, because I know at this level of business, it's lonely out there. You know, it's lonely making decisions. It's lonely kind of deciding what the next path, like what your path is moving forward. So we have a live masterclass to help you navigate your path ahead and to bring together businesses of the same level. Because again, we all have the same struggles and we need strategies to share, and we want to connect at this high level. So if that's you, you can click a link in the show notes, but you're invited to the proven path to a million dollar product-based business. And it is on Wednesday, March 9th. Now make sure to register because you will get the replay, but the registration does ask for an application to make sure we have qualified 
applicants that we're inviting to this really special live training with Mina and I. We're all going to see your faces. We're all on Zoom together. Mm-hmm. You're going to get to meet other product bosses and and really start to think about what your path is ahead. Yeah. And that's at theproductboss.com slash level up. And the most exciting part about this is that we're going to talk about exactly what Jacqueline was saying was that it is, what is the difference, right? What is the difference between a six figure or what sets you apart from the, the six figure and seven figure from everybody else? Well, most of that you better believe is mindset. So when you come to this masterclass and meetup, we're going to be working on your mindset and developing that, you know, how you think about things. So we're going to kind of dip our toe into it today because it is a different way of thinking. You have to have mental shifts that can get you from um, one level to another level. So let's jump into the first one, Jacqueline. Okay. So the first one is that, you know, the million dollar mindset for a product boss is that the, the owner the entrepreneur knows that they can't do it alone, right? But you also know that you can't keep doing it the way that you've been doing it because what got you here is not what's going to get you to that next level, okay? So really it is, is that, wow, I've been doing this and it got me here, but I want to get to this next level, but I know that how I've been doing it, I can't keep up with it. I might hit burnout. I know there are things I don't know, right? And I can't do it alone. Yeah, because, you know, we all start out with zero. We all start out wearing all the hats. We all start out trying to juggle all the things. And we all start out with um, doing a lot, like you're in the weeds of it, right? And so can you continue to do that for a long time? Absolutely. We all start out that way. But can you get to the next level doing the exact same things? The answer is no, right? Eventually you need to pull yourself out of there. So then that way you can take your business further in the visioning of it, because otherwise you'll always be stuck in the weeds. You'll always be, you know, trying all these things and trying to do all these things, but you actually need to be thinking about things in a different way now that you've hit a certain level. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the idea here is that, and, and, you know, when you start out, you wear all the hats, even as a multi six figure business, you wear all the hats. You might even be approaching a million dollars and feel like you're still doing a lot of things depending on the way your business is. Right. But then you realize you're the bottleneck, but you don't necessarily know because nobody has, unless you come from corporate America or you have managed teams before, we don't necessarily know who do we hire first? Who do we hire next? What kind of cal- like quality should that person be? What should I be doing? Because a lot of times we're like, well, I could just do it myself. So why would I pay someone for it? Mm-hmm. And we kind of get stuck. And I want yeah. to give you all permission. And I think the mindset is that permission that you get to pick what you want. You've earned the ability to pick what you want to do as the business owner. And now it's not like tomorrow you're going to be like, okay, done. I'm done doing it all, right? But we want to work you out of the roles of wearing all of the hats and start to just wear the hats you want to wear. And then Mm -hmm. you can either stop doing things and get permission to stop doing certain things. And you can also have permission to, to hire help to support you in your growth. Yeah. I want to peel the onion on this a little bit, right? Let's unpack it as people like to say, (sighs) because a lot of times when people, for example, when they enter our mastermind, right? People know that they need to hire. They know that. And we can say, we can help you problem solve this. And we're like, okay, here's who you hire first. And here's the way that you do and the how, but I will tell you, if you were to peel the onion, it starts with shifting that person's mindset. So that person's mindset is that I can just simply do it myself or I don't have the time to hire somebody. I'm terrible at hiring people, or I can, you know, um, 
maybe I need to change my business model instead or whatever it ends up being, they end up getting in their own way when it comes to hiring. So when we start with where you need to hire, it starts with you giving yourself the permission that you don't have to do all the things, that you shouldn't be doing all the things, right? So that is kind of the the part that, you know, we kind of have to put on repeat a little bit too, because I think it's a, it's a sticking point for a lot of people. They don't want to hire or they need that encouragement over and over that it's okay. You don't have to be doing this. You can be doing what you want to be doing. And that is through this path. You hire the people or you hire the people for the things that are within the skill set that you don't want to learn and you've earned the right to do that. Right. So I think that that is the the core of what we're saying to you is that, yes, it is, you know, problem solution, hire the people. So if you're listening to this, it's not as easy as as one might think, oh, I just need to hire the person. Right. It's definitely you need to be around people that grant you the permission and, you know, and allow for you to lift the lid a little bit of how you think about running your business. Yeah. And I also think departments, right? So when you start to get bigger, you start to think, you know, people will hire a few people that help them, but eventually as your business grows and that million dollar mindset is that, okay, you get to a place and you're like, I have the helpers, right? Mm -hmm. But then you start to need the leaders as well, where you, my friend, you don't make every single decision, but you're able to delegate it. Right. And you're delegated where it, it, doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to get done and it needs to get done within like the quality standards that you have. So I think what we see a lot in, with our masterminders is a lot of times they've got new things that they decide they don't want to do anymore. Like, oh, I was doing my social media and I don't want to do that anymore. Or um, I've been in the store five days a week and I've decided that like, now I don't want to be in the store anymore. So I'm going to hire a team to be in the store so I can be you know, thinking strategically, being with my family. Um, some people are getting out of their way of production and maybe they were doing it all, but maybe they hire people to take over their production management, right? They're not the ones making sure it's all happening. Um, so I think it's this idea of thinking like, who do you delegate? The other thing our masterminders deal with is that they did hire and they Mm -hmm. need to fire. And so there's also that million dollar mindset around not only getting that support you need, but letting go of people that no longer fit your business. Blessing them and releasing them. We deal with this (laughs) so much in the mastermind where, you know, sometimes there's tension. Sometimes it's, you know, sometimes people hit dips in their revenue and they need to let people go. Sometimes they're just not a good fit. Yeah. You know, sometimes the business is growing faster than that person. So, you know, our masterminders deal with what do they actually want to do? And the other thing we've talked to people about is you can, we've given them permission to stop doing things. So we had one masterminder once that was doing so well financially um, and selling direct to consumer, selling on social media, selling in her brick and mortar over a million dollar business, but she was still selling wholesale and it was really burning out the team. Like she, she's a maker and um, her team couldn't keep up with production of fulfilling direct to consumer orders and wholesale. The customer service. And, customer, and half price, right? Because it's wholesale prices. So while she had done it that whole time to get to a million dollars, once she realized that she had built this really secure business, she, remember what got her here isn't what's going to get her to the next level. So she could sell full price products direct to her consumers that were wanting it. And so she let go of her wholesalers. So it was a strategy that was there that she was able to give herself permission to just not do all of the things. 
Yeah, not wearing all the hats even as a business because she did need probably wholesale to begin with to get that clientele, to get, you know, more exposure on her business. But now she gets to choose how she goes forward, right? Mm -hmm. And that is really important of understanding like what is it that you want to do, allowing yourself to do it and um, understanding, you know, that you are a decision maker of your business and not a doer of your business, right? So what Jacqueline was saying, you know, there's the people that are doing, you know, and there's people that are the leaders, right? The decision makers. So really thinking about, okay, I know that people are, they have different colored hats, you know? For example, um, there are some people that are really great at doing, they love being in the weeds. We call them in the weeds, but there's plenty of people that I know that actually love being in operations, that love doing, that love making, that love, you know, the tangible things that are what doers are doing, you know, and there's, and they don't like the decision-making. And then there's people that love the decision-making and like to delegate. So getting people in the right seats and everything like that. And then, but you as the CEO, as the product boss, the boss of your business and the visionary, you really get to kind of mold the team the way that you want to. And I will tell you, you're not going to get it right in the first first time. That's why we have to bless and release some people is that they're not a good fit or maybe you outgrew them or they outgrew you or whatever it ends up being. And then, um, then you get to the next level because yeah. you're not holding on so tightly to how you used to do something. Yeah. We also have like another masturbator that when she started hitting her first million and then multiple millions, she decided that there was, she could hire the team. So she was great at hiring the team and the team of production and the team who ran the store and the team who did sales. And she was great at hiring that, but she was still in it. And then she realized that she had earned the right to not have to be in everything. And so in the mastermind, we helped her kind of really clarify and figure out, well, what do you want to be doing? Because at that point she had earned it, literally earned the cash money dollars to earn the ability to hire people to do the work So her business could grow from a million to 2 million to 5 million to 10 million, right? Because a lot of times we have to hire people to get to that level. Because remember, what you did to get here won't get you to that next level. So she said, like, when we got dreamy about it in the mastermind, she said, I want to be doing the designing, you know, and the visioning. I want to be the person who does the partnerships with people, like really kind of like making those connections and partnerships. And, um, the front, the front facing, like she wanted to be mm-hmm. the front facing person. Cause she's very front facing in her brand. And that's all she wanted to do. She didn't want to make anymore. She didn't want to have to deal with finance. She didn't want to have to worry about production or shipping because she had hired people to handle that, but she needed permission. And guess what? She'd send us pictures. I mean, this, she would go on vacation every two to three months and send pictures of her like on a mm-hmm. beach or somewhere else. And it's like the company kept growing and she, with the support of the mastermind, was given that permission to kind of like get out of her own way and actually enjoy what she built. Yeah. We have another business, a couple that same sort of thing, right? They were not handmade. They were manufactured. And I know Jacqueline had said that this, the one that she was talking about, that she wanted to do the designing. That's what she wanted to do. For this couple, they wanted to do, and it's a version of designing for product bosses, right? Because you as a visionary usually do product development. That's essentially what designing is. You know, if you're a maker, you're designing the new things to come. And same with, you know, visionary of a manufactured business, this couple, they want to be able to have a, that all they do, not the picking, packing, you know, warehouse sort of things. They want to be the visionaries and be the product development and 
like kind of the research that begins because new products require visioning. They require your time to be creative and think about it and flip it around in your mind and sketch it out. And then you see what happens, you know, that essentially is designing at its core, right? So while if you're handmade, sometimes you initially think, okay, that's what designing is. That feels really good in my bones, right? And then I'm able to create the prototype because I'm able to hand make something or whatever. Manufacturing is the same sort of way. You create a prototype through a business, but it's the same sort of thing. Your vision is coming to life, you know? So you're designing where your business is moving forward, but having created the room for it because you're not doing all the things that you don't need to be doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we're going to jump to the next one. This one will probably be a little bit quicker, but the other thing about a million dollar mindset is it's not all about the strategy right? It's about that growth mindset. So I think I'm going to combine this in the next one, which is the growth mindset is that a million dollar mindset is that they're, that you're not afraid of success, right? Mm-hmm. So you understand that I can grow. I'm not afraid of success. And I know that I can learn or hire where I need to fill in the gaps of what I don't know. Does that make sense? Right. A hundred percent. And I will tell you that it's the same sort of thing. I'm going to flip the way that you said it. Okay. So Um, I'm not all about, or it's not all about strategy. It's about growth mindset. They're not afraid of success is what Jacqueline said. When you're not afraid of a success, you're not afraid of failure either. Mm -hmm. Right? So the thing about being afraid of success, quote unquote, is that people are uncertain of what success looks like because there is a fear of the uncertainty. But when you have a growth mindset, you already know, um, that the potential is limitless you know, as um, you have an abundance mindset that you know that you'll get there. There's not scarce resources. There's not scarce customers. There's not scarce thinking on your part or creativity or the ability or capability to figure it out. You know, it doesn't, you know that you'll get there because you're not afraid of succeeding or failing. You, you're living in the abundance of, I will take responsibility for what's going to happen because I know I'll figure it out, right? I know that if I fall down, I'll just get right back up. I know that if, you know, these there's customers here, there's customers everywhere, you know? And so you're able to really um, go in the right direction without knowing exactly what that's going to look like. You know, the first few steps, you can map it out. You're able to think really big, but you don't have to know everything in order to be ready to do it. But the thing I want to say is it doesn't mean you're not still afraid, right? It doesn't yeah. mean you don't oh. have fear oh, no. yeah. or worry. <laughs> it doesn't mean it doesn't keep you up at night, right? But the idea of of success or failure to get to that million dollars, like if you're already at a six-figure business, like a multi-six-figure business to multiple millions, there are things that you've tried and failed at. I'm sure there mm-hmm. are certain collaborations you tried that didn't work. You may have, you know sold to a store and then that didn't work out or, or you were doing some sort of digital marketing or you maybe were paying for ads and now ads aren't working and you're trying something else, right? Because I think what it takes to get here, that million dollar mindset and being afraid of success, but also not afraid of failure is that you understand that business is about test and try. You test it, you try it. If it works, you keep going or you tweak it, you test it, you try it. If it doesn't work, you choose whether you want to tweak it again or you want to let it go. But you've had to have done all these things because nothing's perfect. There's no clear, clear roadmap that like this is the exact way to do it and it's going to work for everybody. So it's not saying that we don't, we're not afraid. We just still do it afraid, right? Yeah. We just still do it. We take action. We move forward. Yeah. 
And I think that, you know, the people that understand that not to be afraid of success is that it doesn't look a certain way. You know, I think sometimes when people are afraid, they're like, okay, this is what success looks like. It's like you're overwhelmed and all these different things or you don't have the time. But success looks different for everybody. You know, there's still the challenges. They're just different challenges, you know? So it's not like, oh, I'm afraid of it because it will be really easy. I'm afraid of it will be really hard. It's that you will figure it out for you. You know, and I think that, you know, the people that are able to move forward, the people that are this, the the mindset of a seven-figure business are the ones that don't let it define who you are as a person or who you are as a business. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the growth mindset is like, if you fail, it's okay. You learn something, right? That's the growth. That's the gem you pulled out of it. That's the, you know, I learned that. And I'm going to go in this direction now because I learned something I, that's a gift to me. Mm-hmm. Now, the scarcity mindset is that, oh my gosh, I failed. I shouldn't have done that. You know, I only have so much time and energy. Now I can't do anything. So that's the opposite, right? That's why you see people give up or you give, or you think, you know, uh, you know you're resentful of it, for example. Or the I'm not going to try it. Yeah, right, right. So growth mindset is very different from that because not only do you not need to know, you know, the exact steps, you're willing to try it and move forward anyways. Hey friends, are you a product business owner that has built your business to multi six figure to a multi-million dollar business? If that is you, we are hosting a live training on the three stages of business to grow and level up to a profitable million dollar business that works for you. We are going to talk about what it takes for you, the business owner, to remove yourself as the bottleneck of your business and grow a team that can not only help you do all the things, but a team that will actually start making decisions without you so that you can lean into the role you were meant to be. The visionary, the high-level strategist, the creative. And we want to help you level up your business in the next 12 months. So if you're looking for support as you navigate to this level in your business, we invite you to join us. You can register for this free training at theproductboss.com slash level up. We will also be sharing information and answering questions about our highest level program, the Product Boss Mastermind. Mina and I would love to meet you and connect to help you level up your business and you as a business owner during this call. I want to remind you that you have done an exceptional job getting to this level of business on your own, but what it will take to grow to the next level is going to be different than what you have done before. We know you can level up your business without you having to be the person who does all of the things, makes every decision on your own. That's why the Product Boss Mastermind is the place for high-level strategy and collaboration. So you can connect with other product-based business owners who get it and who are going where you are going. If your business is a six to seven figure a year business, we invite you to join us for one of our upcoming live trainings. And we'll be sharing information on our high-level world-renowned product-based mastermind. We are now accepting applications to be considered for a very limited amount of spaces for 2022. 
Make sure to register for this totally free training and live Q&A at theproductboss.com slash level up. You can also click the link in the show notes. And my friends, if you are ready to commit to yourself this next year, and you know that this year is going to be your year to reach that next level in your business without sacrificing your freedom and creativity, surrounded by a collaborative group of product bosses who get it and grow together by sharing ideas, strategies, and insider secrets, then we invite you to apply to be considered to the Product Boss Mastermind at theproductbossmastermind.com. Yeah. So a couple of really cool examples of that that are happening in our mastermind right now are that when something, if you're not afraid of that growth, like if you're about growth mindset, right. And that means you're, you're open to new opportunities. So Mm -hmm. opportunities might come your way, especially as you're growing, your business is doing really well and you're getting more visibility, more people know about your brand, right? Like maybe you're in lots of retail stores now, or you're doing trade shows, or I don't know, you've blown up on Instagram or TikTok, whatever the case you've made thousands of orders, people are buying from you and you're starting to be known or you are known for your products. So when opportunities come your way, one with growth mindset, you're open to opportunities. So in our mastermind right now, we have a masterminder that is currently collaborating and selling on Pottery Barn. Okay. So that opportunity came her way and she worked out a deal with them and she got up and selling on there. Is it to say that there weren't hiccups? Of course not. But she had the mastermind to come to as things were kind of happening when she got on there. It's like, this is happening. That's happening. What do you think I should do? And we we supported her and the, the group supported her and coached her through, you know, does she send an email? Okay, this things like this happen. You know, you're working with this really big company, but things happen and you can see that they even mess up. We have another um, masterminder, so exciting, that just had a meeting with Target to carry their brand, right? And so that same thing, before that that opportunity came up and bet your bottom dollar, they were so nervous because if any of us were sitting in a room with Target, we'd uh-huh. be so nervous. But they were they were prepared and they had the support of the group that was like, we're going in, any tips? And really the entire group was like, you're gonna do great, you're gonna crush it. And then they all checked in with them after and they're like, how was it? And so as that relationship starts to grow and roll out, that those masterminders are going to have the group to come to you when the opportunity keeps coming because we have masterminders that already sell to Whole Foods or masterminders that sell to Walmart, right? And uh-huh. so they have this feedback already that they can say, okay, well, when I worked with Walmart or when I worked with Whole Foods, this is how we went about it. So those opportunities came and they're not afraid of it, but they're willing to step into it with that growth mindset. They're at least willing to evaluate it with other people, like with confidence and looking at it through a different lens, right? So I want to make sure everybody understands that because it doesn't mean that you have to say yes to everything. It does not mean that when big opportunities come up and these were amazing opportunities, right? We're talking Pottery Barn, Target, all the things, you know, um, showrooms. And does that mean that they should do them every time? No, it means that you're able to hold that big opportunity know that you're, you know, and be able to um, understand what it could do for your business. It doesn't mean that you have to say yes to everything, you know, but it means that you're able to even consider it in a different way, you know, think bigger with it, evaluate it, um, go into it with a a firmer uh, standing or a firmer ground, you know, like if you're going into Target, you know, sometimes we are scared, And we initially say no, because we're just simply scared. But let's say they do say, 
yes, they go into the meeting and they decide to go. And and does that mean that they should go into partnership with Target? You know, at least they'll be in a better way where they're like, oh, I understood what I was supposed to ask. I was uncertain about so many things. I really grew my own perspective about potentially being in Target, you know? And that is really what growth mindset is about. You still have boundaries around the things that you're doing um, or that you want to do because you're creating the life that you want, right? So even if they say no to this opportunity, they still were able to hold this opportunity in their mind and think about, okay, this is potentially what could happen and I'm able to evaluate it. So I kind of wanted to bring that up because I just don't want people to think that that means that you say yes to everything. Yeah, here's another example of another masterminder. So she mm-hmm. had this opportunity, two, two opportunities. One was she was approached by a really big showroom to have a permanent booth at Atlanta Market. And so she she was like, do I say yes to this or not? There's a lot of expenses. She was going to say no. Yeah, she mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of expenses to it. I don't know if my business would fit this way because she really grew at first on Etsy. But she started having, you know, eighty to one hundred thousand dollars months, and realized that she was growing, and that's, you know, part of the reason why she joined the mastermind was to support her growth. Well, so she's she's approached by a showroom to start leaning into wholesale, and so she had to figure out, okay, do I want to sell wholesale? And so in the mastermind, she was able to work with Mina and myself and the group and figure out, okay, if I'm going to sell wholesale, what do I need to do? So it was like figuring out production, um, pricing. Um, can't you keep with, up with that scale? Is it a good opportunity? And then we talked her through the entire process of going to market and what does her booth look like and all the things. I mean, in the last eight months, she's opened up four or 500 new doors selling her stuff. Mm-hmm. So obviously going to market and saying yes to that worked. But here's the flip side. She was approached by a huge gift store, huge like party gift her store. dream one. Dream, like dream store that wanted to collaborate. And it was all fine. And she was flushing it through with the mastermind and saying like, okay, like they're asking for this or asking for that. Or I want to price it at this. And my cost is that. It was a whole thing of, you know, flushing out the details with this, with the mastermind. And she finally figured it out. Cause it was a co it was going to be a co-branding. Mm-hmm. And then somebody in the group, cause we also have somebody in our group that used to work for PetSmart. So, you know, like really high up at PetSmart. So we have, we have people that have worked at huge companies that have started their own. So it's like the collaboration of all this information. So this person was like, well, you need a contract with them. Um, you need to make sure there's a contract and da, 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 da. Well, at and that she's point- like, This is a red flag or that is a red flag. It helped her really evaluate the situation she was in and the challenges that she was approaching. Mm-hmm. So while it was her dream store, it was actually not her dream situation. And so through flushing it out with the group, um, going through the process with the store and the and the owner- um, going through the whole thing, eventually she actually said no and pulled out. Did she regret it? No, because it would have been problematic for her as a business, right? Does she wish she was in there? Yeah, we wish it would have worked out, but she's in four or 500 other stores, like the home edit posts about her all the time, you know? So mm-hmm. she she's having amazing opportunities and she actually said no to something that was a dream to her, but when it actually became reality, it was an opportunity that didn't work with her business. So yeah. I'd ask all of you, you know, when opportunities come up for you, when there's these really big opportunities or you're trying to make a decision on like, yes or no, or what do I do or whatever, do you have people to go to, to talk about this? You know, cause her husband couldn't help her through it. Her besties mm-hmm. couldn't help her through it. So that was something definitely like in terms of growth mindset, being able to realize what you can do and what you don't want to do. 
Yeah, which at the core of it, what we were saying for number two was, you know, it's not just about the strategy. It's more so about the mindset, right? So in those two cases, two different strategies, right? But do you have the right growth mindset when you're evaluating those two big opportunities? You know, if you just look strategy versus strategy, it's so hard to say, to know yes or no, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But you have to approach it in a certain way that thinking of, okay, I know that here's what it looks like and here's what I need to evaluate. And I know there's different challenges and I'm going to kind of pull the lid off of what these challenges would bring in this big opportunity. I'm going to do that for both, right? Um, Because if you have a scarcity mindset or if you didn't develop your mindset or if you are not a lifelong learner or trying to pull out the big gems out of the big opportunities, it's really hard for you to evaluate because you're only looking at strategy versus strategy. Yeah, absolutely. Which brings us to the next one, which is the million dollar mindset that a lot of times, you know, these multi six figure, seven figure business owners, um, they have a direction and a plan that they create, right? They don't just think it's going to happen. Now, let me tell you, luck is definitely involved in the very beginning, Mm -hmm. right? fortune, like there might be a connection that you had that set you over the edge. Like for me, when I had Cuffs Couture, you know, sales were trickling in barely like a friends of a friend bought for me at that point. But then I was really lucky, lucky that a publicist loved my product, pitched it to a big, um, pitched it to people magazine. And I got a quarter of a page in there. And I was also connected with celebrities that were wearing it. So I was really lucky to kick it off that I had something like that. And I'll say all of you probably have some sort of opportunity that was lucky, some sort of connection, some influencer you connected with. Maybe, you know, someone who could help you with production. Maybe, you know, you have a grandpa or a mom that used to have a business and they've given you support and talked to you about stuff. But the, the thing is, is that they're, they're not just like, it's all going to happen. I don't really have to put in the work. They have a direction. They have a target point. And they create a plan to get there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because, you know, if, I mean, saying that, I heard this one thing that was like, it's not just luck, it's 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 both luck and lifestyle. Meaning that you get luck in life, but your life is a certain way too, right? So, you know, let's just take, for example, what Jacqueline said, you know, she was lucky to know those people, but so are a ton of other people that are lucky to be in situations. I'm very lucky that I have three sisters, for example, and that I can brainstorm with them about all these decisions that I have, right? So it just looks different for different people, but it's the thing is that do you take a proactive stance in it? So do I ask my sisters because they're my ideal clients? Do Does she reach out to those connections that she has in order to build possibly a small connection that leads to a big connection? You know, so there is a luck to it, but there's a lifestyle to it too. So how, how Jacqueline and I both approach life is very business savvy. So it happens to be that in our lives, our love language is business. So we really do approach it from that lens in a lot of different ways. So how about all of you, right? Do, are you proactive with mapping out the direction that you're going to there? You know, there's some people that will never invest in themselves. They just won't do it. Right. There's some people that are with our masterminders, for example, they invested themselves over and over and over. They're lifelong learners, right? And they get to a point where um, that courses aren't enough anymore, especially for six to seven figure business. It's not done do it yourself anymore. You're not in that stage. It's more like 
do it with you and do it for you. You're in those stages. And courses, if they're not attached to a program, for example, they might not be meeting your needs the way they want to because you need a more customized solution, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. More feedback, like making yeah. decisive choices, um, you know, figuring out when you when you have direction and a plan. Look, we all have direction and a plan. And I think, you know, Mina and I are- Do in, we all? I don't think that's true. Well, okay, <laughs> you're right. But let's just put it this way. You and I this year have invested into two masterminds that we're in. Yes. One is slightly more for strategy and connection. And I think the other one is for maybe a little bit more holistic. I don't know. I'm not sure yet about that one. But anyway- <laughs> Well, we've gotten, I mean, we've gotten like some incredible strategy, right? So you and I started the year with a direction and a plan. Now, as we're going through it and all entrepreneurs know this, as you're going through it, you're, things have to pivot and change or things that were working are no longer working. So, you know, there's masterminders that we work with that they were running Facebook ads, but Facebook ads aren't working anymore. Or they were doing Amazon ads and Amazon ads are, they're struggling with that. Or maybe what worked on social because they grew on social organically isn't working. And so while you have these plans, we also need help kind of navigating it, right? Figuring Mm -hmm. out what do I do next? Um, feeling confident in those decisions and being able to almost create plans from other people helping with those plans. So, um, you know, like-minded peers, people who could say like, you know, I've actually tried this. So a big thing that's come up right now is in the month of February, sales felt really slow for a lot of our product bosses, but especially a lot of our masterminders. And these are people who have half million dollar businesses, million dollar businesses, $3 million businesses, and things felt slow and they felt uncertain and their confidence dipped. So the thing is, is like when we're thinking about direction and a plan and not think it's just going to happen, it's like you can sit there and be like, okay, maybe it'll start working again. Or what should I do? What do I need to invigorate? What do I need to, what kind of direction should I take? And so the last two mastermind calls, people have talked about sales. They started talking about live selling, social selling, um, live launches. Different cash injections. Yeah. And so they were coming up with plans together and even you know, collaborating on these plans or taking calls with each other and saying like, you know, I tried this, try that. And they tried it and they were making sales. And so sometimes it's, it's in real time when something is happening on a global level or, or we're all consistently seeing sales down, it's not your business that's broken. And one, I think that reassurance that it's not your own business, but it's the, the world or the consumer um, spending habits at that point. And then two, okay, I can create this plan by myself, but let's maybe collaborate with some other people and think through, okay, let's try different ways and get mm-hmm. new ideas and plans um, so that you can make things happen in your business. Yeah. And it is so much more beneficial if you're not trying to brainstorm. I gave the example of my sisters earlier, right? So if it's fellow product business owners versus my sisters, that's a whole different thing. I will tell you that I've gotten so much advice from them from a consumer standpoint that does not make sense as a business owner. So when you have fellow product businesses that are at the same caliber as you or that have met the same challenges or that are able to just to see it from a different you know, perspective, but they understand it. They just get it. It's so much more beneficial because as you're trying to, let's say, inject your business with money um, or you're trying to lift up the sales or trying to reinvigorate yourself, like what Jacqueline was saying about, you know, what could you do right now in this lull, then it's so much more high quality interactions with the people that just get it versus um, somebody that might not get it. And that's not any fault of their own. It's just literally your environment being lifted to a certain um, 
caliber or I know some people would say vibration, you know, but it's just a different interaction that it's able to help you at a, at a um, more elevated, in a more elevated way. Yeah. So, you know, and this kind of is our, our next thought about this is because, you know, the million dollar mindset is that you're looking for new things to try right? New things to keep growing and working on because you're always optimizing your business. You're a lifelong learner and a lifelong improver. That's how you got here. That's the difference with the six and seven figure businesses to people who are still under that hundred thousand. It doesn't mean if you're under hundred thousand dollars and you're listening here that you're not going to get there, but I want you to take on these ideas of the million dollar mindset. The other thing is, is let's say you're a half million dollar business and you want to be a million dollar business. There is still that growth mindset. Um, we just, one of our students, we've helped her get from a $24,000 business to a $250,000 business. So now she's between a half million dollar to $750,000 business. And she said to us, becoming a million dollar business owner, I now know from all of you is inevitable. She knows that it's inevitable, but guess what? It's not inevitable if you're not looking to try new things, if you're not working on optimizing and improving, if you're not continuing to learn, right? And how do you Mm -hmm. continue to learn? Listen, all of us, including Mina and I, came up with things. Like we just pulled them out of the air sometimes and we're like, let's try this, you know? <laughs> and we 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 tried six, you know, there's things that we've done that are successful without us having to take a course or be in a mastermind, right? Or be we're, perfect. Yeah, like as entrepreneurs, we've kind of figured things out. But as we grow, wouldn't it be easier to figure things out from other people as well? Like what worked for people? right? Oh, I'm trying this in my business. Oh, that's cool. Let me try this in my business. Because a lot of times in the real world as business owners, especially these, these, this high level, high earner, high revenue business level, where do we go and chat? We don't like, we don't just like Mm -hmm. knock on our neighbor's door in the building and say like, Hey, what are you doing to make a million dollars today? You know, like that conversation isn't happening and that conversation isn't happening on the playground and probably not happening with your friends, most likely, unless you've got a lot I of mean, friends that are entrepreneurs. for sure not. I mean, what <laughs> friends? I mean, if you all have friends out there. It's like, our friends have turned you. into met friends that like through our mastermind, <laughs> right? And through our, um, and through our yeah. business. Which I was just thinking about that, right? Because I was thinking about, you know, masterminds are the power of the people. It's, it's really about minds coming together and it's being, you were saying lifelong learner, lifelong improver. It's being a lifelong teacher, a lifelong, you know, giver and being a teacher, but a lifelong student and a lifelong friend, hopefully. You know, that really is the magic of being in a mastermind. You have to be willing to teach and collaborate and give your perspective. You also have to be able to learn and listen and be the student and a lifelong learner. And you also have to be a good friend. You know, you have to be willing to encourage and to um, empathize and to help motivate and, you know, and also give as much as you receive. Mm -hmm. So I think that that is really something to think about when you join masterminds is, are you that type of person in in each of those settings? Yeah. And also thinking through, you know, a lot of, there are not a lot of masterminds out there in the world for product-based business owners. So that brings us to our last thing about the the mindset is, and we're going to do a whole episode on this too, but that the million dollar mindset for product bosses that they know that they need support and to be surrounded by fellow product bosses at the same caliber. So what does that mean? There are masterminds out there. We are in a mastermind right now that, you know, is $30,000 and there are people in there that are product 
each. So 60. Um, and, and they, do the math um, real quick. It's 60. We made it. We, we, we could do math live. Um, but, and that was an investment that we decided to take last year because we want to get to really crazy, audacious goals with our business. And what got us to our first six figures to multiple six, to our first million, to our first multiple million, isn't what's going to get us. And dare I say it to eight figures which is $10 million or more, which is a new number that women, again, my friends, I mean, have you ever heard women talk publicly? Eight figures. Nobody knows that off the top of their heads. I feel like you have to count on your fingers how many zeros is I remember someone told me (laughs) before we dreamt this big, (laughs) she applied for the mastermind and she was like, yeah, I'm an eight figure business. And I was like, what is that? Like a hundred million? I like (laughs) figure it out. Is that a billion? Is that one (laughs) gazillion? But the thing is, is that these are, like, how dare you, lady, talk about wanting to have a $10 million business or a $20 million business? I mean, these numbers have never been said. This is a new concept for women. Women owning their own businesses, for one. Two, women reaching a million dollars in their business. Mm -hmm, Which is only 2%. Remember that. And then to think that they could have 10 million, 15 million, 20 million, I'm going to say a hundred million dollar businesses. That's mind blowing. As Mina says, it's lottery money. That's like yeah, Powerball that's money. what it felt like, right? Looking through a window of somebody, you know, like I never play the Powerball because I'm like, that's a strike of lightning that only happens. I think to- there's like a 200 million chance you'll make that money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. You know what's so funny? My mother in law. We were um, we were watching Amazing Race. And she was like, you and either my husband or me and you should go on there. And I, it I think you and I would be funnier. It would be so grueling. They had to do the the craziest stuff. And then I was like, I would rather just make that money myself, you know? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, then you at least know you're going to have a better chance. I was like, yeah, this you're like, is we can make that somebody money. else's version of scary and crazy. Yeah, you know? and you're like, and not get divorced and not break up with my business partner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just felt like, no, thank you. So everybody has their own version of, you know, what that looks like, the million dollars or whatever. Some people are willing to do all kinds of stuff. For me, it's like, it doesn't feel, it feels good to be able to think strategically and use my business as my, you know, vehicle to my dream life and to invite certain passengers I want or whatever, you know, without having to do the grueling things. I saw the amazing race, you know, (laughs) it just felt very different. That's somebody else's path. But, you know, when we used to think about eight figures, nine figures, whatever, like, I mean, those don't even seem like real numbers, right? Mm -hmm. They didn't ever. No. No. I mean, last night in our master or yesterday in our mastermind, um, one woman who has a supplement company said, um, I want to grow and sell this in the next three to five years. And I want to sell it for a hundred million dollars. You know, I've never heard that from any woman's mouth. I will tell you that I, my jaw dropped to the floor when she said it. Cause I was like hundred million. What is that even mean? Like, it's like she told me she wanted to go into the moon and walk around. Which, you if know? she sells it for a hundred million, she could actually probably buy a flight. <laughs> yeah, so, right. But here's so, the thing, right? Are you surrounding mm-hmm. yourself with people that blow your mind? Right, are, like people that can dream so big. Whether or not she gets there, I mean, we fully support her and are along for that journey. But yeah. whether or not she gets there, she has the ability to say it out loud to a group of women that are are not she felt safe in it. Yeah, we're not judging. We're like, holy moly, show us how 
mm-hmm. let's come and along for this you. ride. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let's support you through this. Let's figure this out. Like it would be so cool because when do we ever get to be behind the curtain of these businesses that are doing so well and knowing like the inner workings. And then, like I said, blowing our own minds where we're like, oh, Oh, that's a possibility. What? That's a real number. That's never like, heard anybody say can, that number. I can do this. <laughs> and that's the thing I think about being in the room with the right people. And that's why our mastermind, I think, has been so powerful, especially for, you know, we do have men in our mastermind um, mm-hmm. and we do have women and we do have, um, you know, people that don't identify, you know, with specific gender roles. And we have couples, partners. Um, brother or sister relationships that are partners in there. We have all solopreneurs, all people, right? And you get to model this for each other. Like we get to model and see a husband and wife team doing really well or two sisters doing really well, right? Or solopreneurs or people who just have, you know, that don't have kids and they're really driven by their business. One woman last night was like, um, people ask me if I'm married or have kids. And she's like, no, I just tell them I have a lot of money in cats. <laughs> And I was like, good for you. Because when are you going to, you know, and she's a very specific type of personality, but to have that comfort level with people is mm-hmm. incredible. Or to be like, I just landed a thing with Target and and people are like, amazing. How can we support you through that? Yeah. So, and, and not only it's like, when you think about like, how can we support you through Target or, you know, any of these huge opportunities, not only is it beneficial for that person you're supporting, imagine how much it empowers you. Mm-hmm. How much it adds to you feeling empowered about like, holy moly, hundred million. I get to be a part of that. And I get to see how she does it. And I get to see how I can contribute and I can see what I'm doing in my own lane. I mean, holy moly, let's blow everybody's minds out of the water and even, you know, and walk on the moon together. Right. <laughs> well, because you all get tickets to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> We're inviting you along this spaceship ride. And so it just feels so good because you feel empowered in the fact that you're giving, but also that you are truly receiving when it comes to a mastermind as well. Yeah. And to see a woman with kids who says, I want to grow this business and sell it for a hundred million dollars. And she's so confident in that. You know what? That rubs off. That's like, oh, what can I grow? What do I want to do? What opportunities? It's like, maybe you've never thought about selling your business, but now you've heard someone talk about it. And you're like, oh, what if I built this to sell it? Right. Or someone else models for you that they have a $25 million business who we've had in our mastermind. And she has three employees and mm-hmm. vacations and does not work all day. And you're like, oh, you can have a $25 million business and not have to and work all the time. she goes out fishing with her dad every day on a boat, yeah. you know? Like she's living her best life. And then that's yeah. modeled. Like, wow, I can make that much money and not, it doesn't look like where I am today. Yeah. Yes. Or it shows you the things that you may not want to mm-hmm. do, right? So you might think, okay, that empowers me and makes me confident in that I'm in my own lane right. and that is the right path for me because you see somebody else that's like a hundred million. You're like, no, that's not for me. I don't really want to do that. But my version of landing on the moon is this. And it feels like you've gotten clarity by seeing somebody else do what is in their lane and their path and their North star. And you know that this is yours. And it's really, really helpful because that person is of the same level and caliber as you, right? You all have your own version of what that looks like. Yeah. So these are really the, you know, this, what we see in terms of that mindset of a million dollar product boss. I hope that this resonated with you. Um, I, we talked about this in the very beginning, but we would love to invite you to our, um, masterclass that we're having. 
So if you're making over $250,000 to multiple millions, we're inviting you to really figure out like, what do I need to do to get myself to the next level? Whatever level that is for you, right? Because we want you to be confident and we want you to go confidently as the boss of your business, the visionary, the strategic, strategic creative, right? Without you having to be the person who does all of the things and makes every decision on your own, right? Get out of your own way. We want you to have more space. We want you, you've earned You've earned where you are, and now we want you to enjoy it, right? So we invite you to this live masterclass. Um, it's on Zoom, where we're actually going to see each other's faces and meet in person on Zoom and a virtual meetup so that you can meet up with other businesses at the same level as you. So we invite you to head to theproductboss.com slash level up, or just click the link in the show notes and get registered. And we'll see you there on Wednesday, March 9th. And if you can't make it live, you'll get the replay. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive. And we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us. This episode is brought to you by the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge and Small Business Shopping Directory. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. So head to shop1in5.com to take the pledge. And friend, while you are there, check out and shop from hundreds of small businesses in the Small Business Shopping Directory. It's the go-to directory to discover, support, and shop small businesses all in one place. Head to shop1in5.com.